Hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wanna Match Podcast Podmas Style. Podmas Episode 2. Very exciting. If you have never listened to our podcast, this is a podcast where we come together each week, we match, and we tell you a little bit about a um, topic we researched. So, my name is Emily. And mine's Sydney. And we're both a little stuffed up today. Yeah, I feel like my voice has, I was thinking about this today, um, I don't think my voice has ever been normal on this podcast. I have not had one full episode where my voice has not been altered by my sicknesses. Yeah. It's rough out here. It's rough out here. Okay, so, Podmas. Podmas. That's what it is. Yep. Christmas holiday-themed episodes. Snow. <laughs> yeah, it could Winter. be snow. Winter. Cold. Little Frost. Frost. Jack Frost. Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, should we get to Rose and Bud? We get to tell you the best part of our week and something we're looking forward to for the week. Yes. So, my rose this week is... I literally just forgot it. Oh, I told you this yesterday. I, like, found this, um, I'm, like, an avid TikTok watcher. I Mm -hmm. think we all are at this point. But I saw this TikTok where this girl wrote this poem about, like, her relationship with someone. And the point of the TikTok was, like, sometimes how you are treated in a relationship is usually not a reflection on you. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection on the other person, yeah. how you're being treated. So I think a lot of times when I'm in a relationship, if someone isn't, like, treating me the best, I just assume it's because I'm a horrible person and, like, I'm not worthy of, like, affection and yeah. love. And then if you watch them treat someone else better, it's like, oh, it's definitely me. But the the TikTok is, like, that, you know, it's their growth, like, that you should be celebrating rather than, like, your downfall. Right, so, like, yeah. the the point of the TikTok was, like, this girl, like, saw her ex treating another girl a lot better than he had treated her, or she, I don't know, um, and that was the point of the TikTok, like, Emily just said that. Yeah. It's not a reflection on you, it's a reflection on their growth and them. Yeah. And that just really put things in perspective. Yeah. I'll have Emily post it. It's yeah. a good TikTok. Yeah, it is a really good TikTok. <clears throat> so that's my rose. My rose is the Christmas tree. Yeah, the Christmas tree is up. In the pod studio. We should, like, light it for oh, yeah. mood lighting. Yeah, we should. And should we turn off the lights? Yeah, well, maybe, like, put on the lamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, one second. Second, oh, everybody. motherfucker. Okay, we're gonna have to stop. Okay, we're back. We're back, and we are now sitting in the dark. But yeah. I actually like it. The Christmas tree's on. It is on, and it's beautiful. But it doesn't emit as much light as I was expecting. But honestly, like, I think that this is gonna be fun to film it like this. So yeah. we're gonna stick like this. Yeah, we are gonna stick like this. Maybe it's light so a fun. candle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my rose. What's your bud? Um, my bud is that we, yesterday, in, like, real time, started watching Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do, like, a Harry Potter watch through, and movies three, the third movie is my favorite movie, and my second favorite movie is the second movie, so those are, like, the next two we have to watch, and so I'm very excited yeah. for those. Yes. So that's I, my bud. Um, my bud is that we just determined the date for our Secret Santa thing, oh. and we're going to do a dip night. Yeah, everyone's we'll going to bring post pictures. It. Yeah, we always post pictures, yeah. TikToks, the whole shebang. Go follow all our social media at Wanna Match Pod. But we're all going to bring a different kind of dip, and then wear, I think, fun Christmas sweaters. I think that's going to end up being the... Oh. Are we doing, like, ugly Christmas sweaters? I'm going to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. Okay, we can do that. I don't think I have one, so... Um, we'll figure it out. We'll I, figure I it will out. wear something. <laughs> yeah, I probably will wear something. My ugly Christmas sweater is just me going topless. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. No, I have nice. I Never kid, mind. I kid. I kid. <laughs> I'm nice <laughs> funny this one. I have to cut that out. Your mom listens to this. Yeah. And Joycelyn. Hi Joycelyn. Hi Joycelyn. <laughs> Shout out to Joycelyn in North Carolina. Yeah, hi Joycelyn. Um, okay, so what are you doing? Wait, who goes first? I think it's me, right? What number is I think is this? this is gonna be eight. I, no, I think it's you. I think this is going to be 17. Okay. So this week, I am doing The White Hurricane. I have no idea what that is. Perfect. I Ooh. lost to tell you. Exciting. Okay. Um, I am doing, for my topic this week, uh, all about mall Santas. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I am literally, like, so excited to talk about this. You know how much I love Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, Emily loves Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart Mall That's Cop. That's a good movie. It's it, a good movie. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. We, I would watch it with you. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. That's a true friend, guys. Yeah. I don't hate that movie. I just think, is it a good movie? No. <laughs> Objectively, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can it be, a, like, your, one of your favorite movies? Yeah. It's not one of my favorites, but it is Can a it, good movie. Yeah. Can it be a movie that you like? Yeah. Even if it's not... And objectively if you, good. If you watch yes. it a little bit chonged, it everything is three times funnier. Right, I've never watched it like that, so maybe that's the key. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so excited. This, um, I just like, this is going to be a really wholesome episode for me, and I'm, I just love a little wholesome moment. So, Emily, do you want to go match? Yeah, let's go match. Tap, tapping of my nails on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. (laughs) Hi. Hey, guys. Hi, we had a great break, if you couldn't fucking tell. (laughs) All right. I'm ready now. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say something that might sound a little conceited. Um, but in editing these back, I've realized that, um, when I'm a h- I talk, shit. <laughs> when I'm chonged, um, <laughs> I sound like I like my voice better. Oh, cool. It's just like a lot smoother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weird movement. Emily just did the little wave with her hands. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. It was so funny. So funny. Okay. You want to know about the white hurricane? Yeah, can I turn this a little towards me so I can also... <laughs> <laughs> Emily has her laptop out, and it's just facing her. And she's giving... It's a presentation. <laughs> yeah, like, I've seen it. Like, she made it. Okay. Okay. Evan is giving us a mood board for the dip night. <laughs> really? I think so. I think he's like showing us what he's wearing. Okay. I love um, Evan, you are just a gem. <laughs> okay, so the date is night. <laughs> what if in the next slide was just a blank white screen? Because it's the white hurricane. Yeah, and I just like sit here and look. <laughs> You're like, that's it. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's not what's going to be. Um, uh, oh, but funny. That would have been funny. Yeah, okay. So the date, September. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I was really into that. <laughs> the date is November. 
<laughs> what is the date? November 7th. Okay. 1913. Oh, okay. Yes. So, many ships are sailing on the Great Lakes... Um, and if you guys don't know, the Great Lakes are in the northern Midwest. Uh, I've been around like the Great Lakes, Illinois, episode. Michigan. I've been wanting. To well, what's on the other side of Lake Michigan? I can't tell you. Canada? Oh, like on the top? Yeah. Um, I think it connects to the other you Great Lakes. You can't tell me what. Oh, you don't know? Right. They're sailing on the Great Lakes. If you don't know, there's five of them. It looks like homes, right? You're <laughs> on Ontario, oh. Michigan, Erie, Erie, and Superior. Superior. Oh my god, I never Holmes. knew that. Yeah, that's you, you didn't learn that in like your geography class. No, I need to stop. I need water. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, sorry guys, we're back. I like had a cough attack. <laughs> um, I've seen all the numbers today: the eleven, eleven, the one, one, or twelve, twelve. One 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 and it's five 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 right now. Wow. Hopefully you don't see the next one. Because <laughs> that would mean you're broken time. What? <laughs> well, you can't have sixty six. Oh yeah. the ghost is. devil number but i've but um <laughs> you're right it is not a time on the clock <laughs> oh jesus fucking oh, christ no, all right guys. what happened all right we have not even started yeah we're two bullet points in okay the weather changed very quickly to some of the most hazardous that sailors had ever seen all right there's no national weather service at this point so like there's no like obviously it's 1913 so there's no like messaging systems in ships or like you know what i'm saying like there's not a radio well there's probably a radio but if it's bad weather i'm saying there's no like there's no um like national weather service to warn everyone like super quickly oh like people don't know what weather is coming right right okay like meteorology i don't know exactly when that really took off maybe it'll be an episode but um so, the weather channel doesn't exist yet. Yes, so. n- exactly. Okay. And, like, by the... You know what I'm saying. Okay, so uh, we're going to get to the telegram part of it anyway. Um, so... When was the phone created? I literally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you asking they can text them? <laughs> no, no texting. Okay. No, it's 1913. <laughs> Every episode we get crazy about, like, time and communication. Yeah. We're like, how did people communicate... <laughs> Without their cell phone. Because <laughs> we're like idiots. <laughs> I have no idea, though. No, How do people do don't. it? I don't know. I was sitting, um, we watched Christmas Vacation at home, and they were all like, she was sitting like reading a magazine. I was like, oh my god, like what do they do? Yeah. They don't have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how did people, like, like the how mom, did like, they inter- tell people stuff back then? That's what I'm saying. Even And that was, like, the fucking, what, 80s? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, this is 1913. Like, they weren't even, they were still in black and white. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. So weird. Okay. Um, but they had, like, a weather bureau in states. 
um, that was able to send telegrams to, like, all the docks, and then they would be able to try and signal those that were still within the, like, to see the coastline. They could signal, like, weather is deteriorating, it's, like, it's coming in fast or whatever. Okay. So, um, so the Weather Bureau did that, and they, like, delivered a ton of telegrams to all these docks, like, surrounding the Great Lakes, and volunteers attempted to signal the deteriorating weather by, like, lanterns and waving flags along the coast. Okay. Um, but boats that were already out of sight of the coastline, like, had no way of being told. Right. Because how the fuck did they communicate? Exactly. Back to the same question. Yes. Exactly. So, like, if once you were in the sea... You were kind of out there. Yeah. Like, Like, good luck, I mean, think about, like... Yeah, think about, like, Marco Polo era. Like, they literally didn't even have a map. How did they even have boats? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How did they have boats if they didn't have an Ikea instruction book to put it together? God. Okay. Um... So, like, even the experts had told, like, the volunteers to indicate that bad weather was coming, but, like, not this bad. Right. So, they didn't know how bad it was going to be. Um, So, they were just caught, they were caught by surprise. Like, on November 6th in Detroit, they, like, on the, I'm assuming the radio, but also, like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I don't know, but I know for a fact it was print news. Okay. To, like, expect windy, a windy couple of days. Yeah. And then by November 9th. Um. Oh shit! Uh, even like inland was experiencing severe like white hurricane issues because it's November. It's starting to snow sometimes, and um, in the Midwest and in Detroit. So that's in Michigan, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would know that off the top, but that was really a slow on connection for me. So in Detroit. It's, like, snowing, too, and freezing everything, uh-huh. and the winds are super fast. So, by November 9th, they were experiencing it in there, including overturned carts, um, structural damage, and, like, um, docks being, like, smashed apart. Okay. Um, so, this they're holding onto the horse that the horse doesn't tip. Oh, my God. While the, the cart is overturned. That's so scary. Yeah. It's like a Detroit News, like, archive. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's, it's like, a black and white photo. I didn't realize that there was a horse in that picture. Yeah, right? They're holding it. Yeah. That's really oh, scary, guys. Shit. Sorry. Okay. So, two pressure centers collide right over Lake Huron. Okay. So, that's why it was, like, really bad in yeah. Detroit. Um, causing a blizzard and, a hur- and hurricane-level winds. Ugh. Which literally in my worst fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, we hate the snow in this house. Yeah, I hate it. I was just thinking in the car. I'm about to tweet this on my personal account. It's in my drafts. But um, I was just thinking in the car on the way here with you that like this is about the time of year that white people start going like, "All I want is a white Christmas." Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Christmas comes with fucking shoveling your car out of yeah. fucking snow. Yeah, it and sucks. And having to warm up your car in the morning. We're not going to be here anymore after this winter. No, I'm not. Nope. I'm not living Mark here. my words. Mark we'll our to, words. We'll have to go back to this. This episode. is a binding contract. Yes. Okay, Ugh, so. God, I fucking hate it. Winds reached up to 90 miles an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> so anything above 75 is hurricane level. Yeah, that's really fast. Yeah. At that speed, roofs can be completely peeled off of houses, windows are broken, and cars are pushed off the road. Well, and I'm sure that they didn't have, like, the infrastructure even... No. Okay, even I feel like at this time, they... People in Detroit would not have as good, like, infrastructure for high winds as people living in, like, 
on the coast. No, I mean, time. like, look at even in this picture. The, this right. is not, like, structurally sound. Right. Those, like, tunnels with the... Right. Because they don't have to deal... Like, like in Texas last year when it um, snowed so much and no one, they were, no one was prepared because their houses aren't insulated like our, right. like, Midwestern houses are. Like, I feel like this would be the same thing. Like, they, yeah. Like, when do they ever get winds like that? Like, right. when would you be prepared for and that? And in the Midwest, we... I've never seen winds that high right. in the Midwest. Oh, my God, no. Well... Um, in the Midwest, we're used to, like, tornadoes, but yeah. we don't know what a hurricane's like. Right. So, um, this was definitely, yeah, like you're saying, not something that they were prepared for in any way, like the infrastructure. Um, sorry, my ear really hurts. And it being that cold, too. I hate cold wind. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ooh. So, just to give you some context, too, Hurricane Katrina's winds yeah. were clocked at 70 miles an hour. What? Sorry, yeah. Mr. Sydney, for editing. Yeah. That's, I'm shook by that. I yeah. really am shook by that. So, like, just to give you a reference. That's so this crazy. Is, it's 20 miles an hour faster. Wow. That they, like, clocked. Wow. You know, okay. So, waves on the Great um, Lakes reach up to 35 feet in the air. Um, That's really high. I saw one graphic that was, like, um... That was, like, that's the highest motorcycle jump ever anyone's ever had. Like, up a ramp, jump, Oh, land. wow. Interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> fact. <laughs> I know. Weird, right? But, like, and people do surf higher, but, like, but it's not a, it's a person, not a boat. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, there are bigger, like, and keep in mind It's that, not the biggest wave ever, but that's a big fucking wave for a lake. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, this is not a like a surfing area. This is yeah. where there are a lot of a lot of waves at all. Like, um, the people that like measure uh, Lake Huron now um, were saying like they don't let people like rent any boats or like they pull people out of the water at eight feet. Yeah, because it's a lake. Right. That's and crazy. honestly, it's not the biggest of the lakes. Right. Do you know what's water is on that one? Oh, Huron? Yeah, it's right here. Okay. Is the biggest one... Which Is this Ontario up there? Is that the biggest one? I think so. Cool. (laughs) I've been meaning to do a Great Lakes episode. Why do I know more about the Great Lakes than you do? I don't know much about the Great Lakes, because that's why it's been in my list of something to do for... Yeah, you should. I, like, want to. Like, like, stories about the Great Lakes. I think it's so interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And, like, you kind of forget about it. And you kind of forget about Salt Lake. Yeah, well, you just kind of forget, like, living here. Like, it's just, like, the Great Lakes are so normal. But in reality, that's, like, a really interesting anomaly, like, on the Earth. Yeah. Great Lakes. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, like, happen, having lakes that big, like... So close together. Yeah. And, like, think about, like, the UP. Like, how many lakes are within that that are, like, a decent size. Right. Huh. (laughs) We're just staring at a picture of the Great Lakes. Okay. So, they're 35 feet tall. That's fucking huge. No, that's huge. That's gigantic. That's, That's like, three stories up. Yes. Almost four. Yeah. And, um, so this blizzard lasts for four full days. Okay. Um, there was a six-hour period on November 9th in which eight ships wrecked. And 187 lives are lost. Wow. Because, like, once they're out there, like, you can't really do anything for them. And, like, right. even the Coast Guard is stationed, like, you know, like, the Coast Guard is stationed off the coast right. of, like, these big bodies of water. And um, so, like, they're out there and, like, they don't 
like, I don't know if they know if right. it's going on or whatever. Do they have planes? I don't... I'm cutting that out. I don't... <laughs> this whole episode is me just sounding like a literal dumb bitch. No, idiot. you're fine. Being like, I genu- how do they have phones? <laughs> I genuinely don't... They can send telegrams. But right. I genuinely don't know when all these other things are playing into this... We should make a big, like... I need, like, a timeline. We should The end like a- of the year of all of our podcasts. Like, the stories of our podcasts. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like, put them on a timeline? Yeah. That would be really cool. Okay, we're gonna do that. Too. Okay, cool. Um, so, the more we learn about history, the more um, we have knowledge about the whole world. Because it's all in one timeline. Yeah. I like that idea. Oh, uh, that's cute. Cute. Okay. So, and we can do it with, like, a map. Yeah, that'd like, be cool. This is where that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start doing that for the yeah. end of the year. Oh, fun. Okay. And we'll do it every year. Yeah. Cute. That okay. That's cute. You know I love data analysis. I know. Are you fucking kidding me? So the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration have been able to, like, make a computer simulation of what this might have looked like based yeah. on, like, the water levels and whatever um, the pressure systems are usually like in um, above all these lakes in the Great Lakes. Um, but... Uh, in 1913, vessels, like, weren't created to withstand this. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, obviously so many people died because there's no way they were ever, ever, ever ready for that to happen. Like, if boats right. today wouldn't be ready for that. Right. Like, and boats... And on the Great Lakes, I mean. Right. And, like, even boats that were, at this time, that were on the ocean weren't necessarily ready for that. Right. Well, I'm just thinking, I, um, I went to the Ozarks, like, Lake of the Ozarks, which is another big lake. Mm-hmm. Um... And they had, like, yachts on that lake. Like, that's how big it is. Yeah. And even imagining, like, boats like that, like, in yeah. waters like that. Because the boats are probably pretty similar to the ones that travel on the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, these are fucking huge. Huge boats. And I'm trying to imagine, like, those boats in 35 deep waves, and I still think it would be bad. Like... Oh, my God. No, it's bad. It would be bad. It would be really bad. And think about 90-mile-an-hour winds. Right. For four days. Yeah. Like, nobody would ever be ready for that, even right. today. Like... Yeah, so... That's um, so crazy. But knowing, like, what we know about um, the boats that went down and, like, how they were built um, has allowed us to, like, create radar maps and... Um, implement them in ships. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, here are the results of this storm, okay? Okay. So, it's four days later. It's, like, starting to die down on the 10th of November. Yeah. Um, nearly a dozen, um, ships were wrecked in the storm. Okay. Um, one of which was the... Um, See, that's a huge that's a ship. Huge, it's, a, it's a ship. That's a, that's a ship. That it's is a ship. not a and boat. Think, and think about this. Like, these are steamboats or whatever. Yeah. And think that's, like, a big way of people, like, shipping. Right. At that time. Because, yeah. like, they don't have, like, fucking FedEx to, like, right. go somewhere. Well, even now, shit gets carried on ships for FedEx. Right. I know. And, like, they had fucking horses and carts in the street. Right. So, like, it's not like they have just, like, oh, huge... yeah, no cars yet. I think they do have cars in 1913, but, like, uh, but very few. Like, yeah, it was, like, like Model T. Yeah, maybe, like, it was it, automobile. S. I don't really know. Yeah, again, I know these are things we ha- know nothing about, and we should never, ever talk about. Transportation. <laughs> <laughs> what modes of transportation did they have in history? Yeah, time? we Two. are going to do a couple more of those. Yeah, geography. <laughs> don't ask us where anything is. 
Okay. Yeah. If nope. we start talking about geography, we don't know what we're fucking talking yeah. about. And keep in mind, this is a fucking comedy podcast. Right. So. I, if you're coming to this, to, this should never be a classroom resource. Yeah. You should never be sourcing us on, like, an exam. I mean, this. yeah, source us, but don't actually use any of the data that we said. Yeah, just, like, shout us out. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, one of which was this. It's called the Isaac M. Scott. Um, it went down in a stretch of water, like, right on the... Michigan border called um, Shipwreck Alley. It's like the most dangerous oh. stretch um, in all the Great Lakes system, water systems. Wow. Um, since then, they've been able to find about 50 shipwrecks in that area. Wow. Um, and some of which, like this, date back to um, like 1913. Okay. So there's, from this wreck, Yeah. there are like, fully preserved boats underwater. Whoa! Uh, yeah, that they, like, di- that divers have gone down and, like, seen um, and, like, studied what was in, like, the control rooms and, like, yeah. understanding what was happening and what, like, the... Oh, that's what the so ships still cool. need. Yeah. That's that's so cool. Yes. Yeah, so- I want to get my scuba license so bad. That's, like, my, one of my bucket list things. Like, I want to start, like, scuba diving. Oh, my God. Fuck no. Really? No. I, I love the idea of scuba diving. You know diving. I don't like open water with fish. Yeah, you're right. I, like, that's where I think I belong, you know? Oh, in the water? <laughs> like, in the water. Um, yeah, so d- down there looking through all these. But I think that'd be so cool to go in, like, Lake Michigan and go, like, out there and find it and, yeah, like, I, go see all the ships. Like, that would be so fucking cool. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, so there's, like, 50 just in that area. And, um... They found, like, cool pe- parts of history. Like, they had a bell that they had, like, restored, and it's in, like, a museum oh. somewhere from this ship. Um, and a U.S., like I said, a U.S. Coast Guard ship was stationed, like, two less than two miles off of, or it was stationed off the coast, and it was found less than two miles from where it was stationed, 63 feet under the water. Wow. A year later, and that had gone down. They that's pulled, it? Yeah, they pulled this back. They, like, towed it back. Wow. But, Holy shit. But, like, that's a fucking huge boat, too. That's a cruise ship, basically. Yeah. That's huge. Like, you could, like, live in... There's, like, multiple people living in this Yeah, boat. there was like, six, six crewmen. They all yeah. died. But, like... Like, this is not a little dinky, like, motor fishing boat. No. This is a ship. And, like, think that's been under, under 63 feet of water for... A year. So it's, like, all starting to concave. It's, like, oh, sorry. That's okay. Um, right, that's crazy. This is really, like, blowing my mind. I know. This is a good one, Em. Thanks. Um, so, in total, I think over 250 people lost their lives while getting stuck on boats throughout the Great Lakes and, like, shipwrecking. They found, like, bodies wash up. Like, um. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, like, in terms of just people getting lost at sea. Um. So this makes it the deadliest inland maritime disaster in U.S. history. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, That's wow. I know. Um, I guess what else would there be? And for a while, this was like a, um, this is still in the top 10, like, uh, worst blizzards in in U.S. history. Yeah, I fucking bet. Yeah. Um, So tons of damage, obviously, like, with winds that high, like, the boats are getting, like, they're windows blown in and shit like that and more so the docks are getting like destroyed yeah so like how do we even help people who are trying to come back 
right. and, like, sh- like dock up. Like, you probably fucking can't. Yeah, so they had $6 million of damages in 1913. Did any of the boats survive? The I think there was, like, like those huge, like, that one was 500 feet that last yeah. time we saw. And that's fucking ginormous. Right. Um, But there was, like, boats about that size that, like, were not super far off. So yeah. There were boats that survived it, or like people that survived the storm, yeah. which is why we kind of know more too. Right. Um, but it cost six million dollars of damages, which equates now in America or in oh, it's probably so much money. A hundred and eleven, a hundred and seventeen million. Oh my god, that's crazy! Of damages from this four days little that's spike. Crazy. So, like I was saying before, um, this ship has or this incident has like modernized ship communication weather like predictions for any maritime thing like and vessels of this size and it's also made um all people that like spend a lot of time on the water have like no just like a ton about like storms and how to prepare for them yeah like don't you know like like people with boats like they just like know when the water's too choppy yeah they yeah it's it's um really interesting how boat people like you get just, like, a feel for the water. And, like, yeah. how... Like, my dad is one of those people. He yeah. grew up, like, on boats a lot. And he... My dad is, like, an avid fisherman. Yeah. Um, and he will... He doesn't even have to go in the water. He can just, like, look at it yeah. and just know. Katie's... Like, um, one of our really good friends, Katie. Yeah. Her dad... They have a... Um, they have, like, a beautiful pontoon. Yeah. And her dad called us because he was in the same city. Yeah. And was like, you should bring the boat in. Like, the sky really doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you didn't even have to see yeah. the water. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Um, so. I That's how I hope to be someday. Yeah. Calling my kids in on my boat. But <laughs> Katie's dad has, like, sh- like, driven a boat from, like, somewhere in the northern Atlantic to, like, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... My dad's never done that. But, yeah. like, he has just... Yeah, he's like, a fucking... Yeah, Katie's dad is, like, a real, yeah. like, yachty. Yeah, a Speaking yachty. of our favorite fucking show ever, Below Deck. deck. <laughs> um, Don't you dare call me a yachty. What the <laughs> fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Sorry, I just watched that episode. Oh, that was a good episode. Um, The National Weather Service and the National... um. Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration both, like, say some of their starts were in 1913 when um, this happened. Yeah. they, like, realized they can't fucking tell people right. in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, like, so interesting how necessity also breeds innovation. Like, yeah. Like, uh, something happened and they took steps to fix it. I feel like yeah. that doesn't fucking happen anymore. Yeah. Um, we would have gun control by now. <laughs> so. um, the simulations... Oh, have which, like, I show you guys in... It's, like, the second picture. You can see it on the show notes, but, um, or on the Instagram. Um, but they've able, like, their simulations have been able to make things. Because, like, they didn't have this back then. Right. It's, like, stuff like this for us to learn more about the Great Lakes, too. Yeah, that's so cool that they, I think water, like, what's it called? Like, I don't even know, oceanography or whatever. Like, I think that's so interesting how they can, like, run these simulations back and you can, like, figure out how the waves are moving and, like, figure out where things go. I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. 100%. It's, like, really interesting to me. And that is the blizzard, the white hurricane. I think this is my favorite one you've ever fucking done, Oh, my done, God! Dude. This is so good, you guys. That was so good. <laughs> that was the fastest I've ever written one today, too. Yeah, that was literally so good. I was very <laughs> involved in that. 
Wow. Okay. I really learned something new today. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep this going for mall Santas. Yes. Okay, Emily, do you want to go Matt? Yes, I do. Here, let's get weird. <laughs> yeah, she did. She said it. Hey, everyone. Hey. We're back. Ah. Sorry, I don't know where to fucking put my coffee. It was fine there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching Emily fumble around with yeah. this coffee. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I don't even remember their break at all. Should we go take another one? No, I'm just kidding. Dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have to go soon. Why? It's already 640. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about mall Santas. Yeah, let's do it. Seriously, I'm so excited. Okay, me too, because this is actually like, way more wholesome than I thought it was going to be. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so... Let's start with a brief history of mall Santas. I'm here. So in 1941, ew, what? That yeah, that's a weird statue. Really yeah. So in, <laughs> sorry, I said 1941. It's 1841. What the fuck? That's where we're starting. Okay, yeah. In 1841, a store in Philadelphia put up a life-sized Santa statue, which that's not it. That's just a random Santa <laughs> yeah, statue okay. that I found. As part of its Christmas decorations for that year. A life size Santa. Yeah, so it was like six feet tall. <laughs> okay. Like a and fat head. <laughs> why does everyone, why does every Midwest dad think a fat head is fucking a basement decor? Yeah. My dad never had one, but maybe I'll give it I know multiple of my friends' dads who had them. I'm gonna we give never my had dad one. one. A fat head? Like a Steelers fat head? Yeah, don't listen Aww, to this. Aw, that would be so cute. You need to. Oh, now I definitely need to because he's gonna listen to this. Fuck. Fuck. But Fuck. does he listen right after they come out? I don't know. Maybe he'll be too busy around the winter. Yeah, like around the holiday season. <laughs> Steve, holiday stop season. listening. Dad, if you want a fad, like just send me a link. On Christmas morning, say to me, I want a fad. <laughs> and I will get you one. Okay, cool. That'll be the podcast first big purchase. <laughs> With your card. The MED card. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, they put up this statue and everyone went crazy for it. Like, people would come and look at it from, like, all over the place. So, like, the life-size statue. Like, thousands of people came <laughs> to look at this statue. People are dumb. The people will go anywhere to just look at something. That's what I'm saying. In 1841, they literally had nothing better to do than yeah. go look at this statue. But I don't want to, like, dox ourselves, but, like, our city did, like, a statue sort of thing. And everyone came. It was the same shit. Yeah. You're People totally came right. from all over to look at this fucking statue. I and so did looked, I. Yeah. I looked for them. Me too. I, like, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It was like a bunch of statues that they put up. I like don't want to say. They, they do. In my. So I. Um, in my hometown. Yeah. They did. Of. The exact same thing. They did it in my hometown, too. Yeah, I think that they do it in literally everywhere. They, like... Yeah. They'll... And they give it to, like, local, local artists, artists to paint. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then they put them around so that you can go and, like, find all of them. Right. At, like, the... At places where the city, like, is trying to get tourists. So, yeah. like, the library and the courthouse and Yeah, the, and the gardens. Yeah. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, I don't um, think he really doxed us. Right. I, so, I was thinking people in 1841 had nothing to do, but really, like, we all we, feel like yeah. crazy <laughs> Um... So it ended up becoming, like, a trend, and, like, all a bunch oh. of stories did this, like, all of the country. So this is kind of how it started, like, kids Cute. would come and look at it. Yeah. So. Like, it, just statues, right? They're not yeah, people they're, yet? No, they're not people okay. yet. And this goes on for, like, f- 50 years, because now we're in 1890. Okay. And, okay, so this is another moment where the research gets a little sketchy, but basically <sighs> sometime around the 1890s, the Salvation Army. Yep. 
starts dressing up men as Santa to be the bell ringers. So if you don't know, the Salvation Army um, does a Christmas charity event every year where, like, people ring bells outside of stores so you can, and they have this bucket, and then you, like, put the change in the bucket. Yeah. To, like, donate to their charity. Yeah, if you literally have seen any picture of the like U.S. they have it any, everywhere. Or if you live in the U.S. everywhere, anywhere, you have seen this. The bell ringers. Yes. Yeah, so it's, like, and have you ever seen a Santa Claus bell ringer? Yes. Me too, I have as well. This is, like, a very well-known thing. Yes. Um, but I didn't know this. Everyone who did it originally were unemployed. Oh. They're, like, unemployed men that they had to do this, which I don't know if they were getting paid. Like, I don't <laughs> know if it was a way for them to make money, but I had to, hopefully. Like, this was, like, counted art. Counted as our community hours. Me too. I've done this for um, charity, like, like, community service. Yeah, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, also in the year 1890, so they say this is kind of, like, the first time someone dressed up as Santa outside of a store. Okay. To, like, get people's attention. In 1890, a dry goods store owner in Brockton, Massachusetts, named James Edward, decided to get a Santa suit made. He, like, went to Boston, like, the big city, Aww. and he got a Santa suit made, like, um, tailored. Yeah. And he began dressing as Santa for the kids in the town to come visit him as Santa. Oh, my God. At, yeah. Just out of the kindness of his heart. Like, oh, my God. Very cute, but also very good marketing. Yeah. But, like, I don't think that's why he did yeah. it. And you'll see. You'll see. So, again, people went nuts for this. Like, it spread like wildfire. People were coming from all over Massachusetts, and even from New York City, there was people who came. Oh. Yeah. To, like, come and see To come guy. and see Santa and tell him what you wanted for Christmas. Yeah. So, due to its popularity, he kept doing it, like, year after year. He just became known as, like, the Santa like guy. Like, where you could go and see Santa. Yeah, yeah, like, every year. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Yeah, and he also began going to other department stores in the area, like, the surrounding towns to, like, so you would spend one day at yeah. this store and then, like, the people of that town like would Santa's go. Santa's on then, tour. <laughs> yeah, it literally was, like, a tour. Yeah. So... By the early 1900s, this idea took off, and places all over the world started doing it. Uh, and, like, not the, maybe not the world, but the country started doing it. I love that. Yes. So, Jane, a little bit about James Edgar. He was a Scottish immigrant, so that's really cool. He yeah. opened a store in this town, um, and he was known as Colonel Jim. That's, like, what everyone Cute. called him. And he was just, like, a generous guy, like I said. He mm-hmm. did this out of the pureness of his heart. He loved kids. He loved... Oh, this is him, by the way. Next slide here. Oh, oh, that's him. Oh. So this isn't the Santa outfit. You guys can go look at the show notes, but it's um, a clown outfit that he also had made. Oh my God, fun. And so that's a picture. And this is like his store. Look at his and he cheerful was, face. Yeah, and it was a really successful business because at this point in history, um, the East Coast is a big shipping area. So like there's a lot of factories there. There's a, It's like the start of the Industrial Revolution, right. basically. So he is making some good money as a oh my God, store owner. Yeah. And it's like a department store. It's a dry goods store. Um, I'm thinking for some reason, like, <laughs> I don't know why. That's oh, like, that's colloquial, kind of though. Fucking shit. Like, Home Depot. It's not the same vibe, though. No. Okay, I have to cut just that cut out. that. <laughs> oh, that's such a good analogy. Like, that's exactly yeah. how I picture it. So, like I said, this is odd of his generosity, and something that proves it is in the 1920s, the cities of the city of Brockton... Um, fell into economic despair. So the industrial boom had kind of moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, Spreading out. Yeah, like, it had been a shoemaking town. So, like, new technology and the start of larger corporate businesses. Like, it just went, I don't know, the shoe company just, like, went out of business in the town. And that was a huge deal. Like, like a lot of people who lived there worked at this shoe company. 
And ironically, this had, like, massive effects on the city, but one of the biggest effects um, was that kids' parents didn't have enough money to, like, get them new clothes. And so their shoes started wearing down. Ironically, it was a shoemaking company, like, company, and they had issues with their shoes. But um, they, like, didn't even – a lot of them didn't even have shoes and or their shoes mm. were so worn down that they weren't able to go to school because you had to wear shoes to, like, go to school. Yeah. And in a lot of countries, that's still true, and that's, like, a big problem. Did you guys ever do that, like, shoe fundraiser at your school? I think, yeah, we probably did. It's Where not- that guy came and he, like, basically, like, there's a lot of countries, um, like, African countries that if you don't have, like, a full uniform, you can't go to school. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, if you don't have shoes, you can't go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this was kind of the same thing. And so, like, hundreds of kids were missing school. And, like, the truancy officer was, like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, it's not, like, these kids' fault they can't go to school. They just literally don't have shoes. Like, yeah. they're that poor. And so, at this time, C- Colonel Jim was not running the store anymore. But a man named William Wright was, like, the manager. Okay. And he wanted to keep the generous spirit of the store alive, like, the good family values. And so, he said, how can we help this situation? Yeah. So, he ended up buying $3,000 shoe repair machine. Oh. With the store money and hired six cobblers who were dedicated full-time staff, and he dedicated the entire top floor of the store to shoemaking. Okay. And he started the James Edgar Shoe, shoe Shop, where kids could come and get their shoes fixed for free. Completely free. So that they could go to school. I'm literally going to jump off the balcony. That is so cute. Yeah. So by the spring of that year, over 5,000 shoes had been re- repaired, meaning like 5,000 family like kids or like adults could go to school or work that is amazing yeah. um i'm like oh my god I'm gonna cheer. <laughs> it's like so cute but and, and there's dresses like santa yeah and he was just santa and it's very like we love the community like that's what this business is about so we're gonna like do this Ugh, that's yeah. success people that is success and um C- colonel jim had a quote um i don't have the exact quote i should have written it down but it was basically like Santa, every kid, like, deserves to see Santa. He should live closer than the North Pole. Like, we only get to see him once a year. He should be around, like, forever, you know? Like, all kids deserve to have Santa around for more than just once a year. And, like, (gasps) he basically did that by, like, giving the kids the gift of the shoes. Oh, okay. So, that is Mr. James Edgar, the original Santa Claus. Pictures with Santa. That's kind of our next stop here on the train. Began in 1943 by a man in Seattle, Washington, named Art French. He was known as Happy. So they were they were going to statues for like a hundred years at this point. Not statues. At this point, a lot more people had been. So this also spread. So like now, department stores are hiring their own Santas to come come in to take pictures. Like no, but no pictures yet. Come in and meet the kids and like yeah, it's like a popular thing and it gets people in the store. Yeah. So yeah. So in 1943, a man sees this, and this man is Art French. Known as Happy. Happy mm-hmm. French. Happy French. He was a photographer for, the, for um, like, a Seattle newspaper. And one day, he noticed a group of kids waiting to see Santa outside of the store. Mm-hmm. And he went, OMG, like, you could probably make a lot of money from, like, this. Like, there's got to mm-hmm. be a way to make money from this. He's a little business guy. Yeah. And so, in the following year, in December of 1944, Happy took a leave of absence from the paper, and he made a deal with the department store. They let him set up a booth and take pictures with the kids, and parents could buy them from him. So, like, you know when you're on a roller coaster and they take pictures, and then at the yeah. end they're like, look at this picture. Like, like it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what he was doing, basically. Yeah. 
And this was a literally huge success. He would oh, take yeah. like candid photos. He would take like pose photos. Oh my god! And I mean, it's like I know it's capitalistic, but it's so cute. Yeah, and everybody would want that. Like that's yeah, literally so cute, so wholesome. I, we have pictures that my parents bought. At we the, should go since. I was gonna say you're gonna make me fucking do no, that I'm after not. we hear. I don't want to do it. I'm not gonna. Do it. <laughs> like we should make one of our friends dress us. Yeah, so we can take pictures. We gotta find. We don't have like that many tall friends. I think my dad has a Santa suit. I'm not oh, your kidding. dad would be a good Santa eventually. Your dad should become a Santa. <laughs> my dad's gonna be Santa. You don't have to be like really. We'll talk about it later. But like, there's no like size requirements. Like you don't have to be like a certain weight to do it. Ugh, he would so, like, love that. Probably. Yeah, you could put him in like a little fat suit or something. Oh my god, I'm gonna. <laughs> Dad, Steve, dad, you listening to this? Dad, that's your next side. I muscle. feel like your dad would love that, and we'll talk about it. Like why? He <laughs> okay, would okay. So. In 19, so he did this in 1944. In 1945, mm-hmm. people knew that he was going to do it, so they came, like, ready. And he ended up making $10,000 in just three weeks, which in today's money is $153,000. In three weeks? In three weeks. Oh, my God. So that was triple his salary. Right. At the, He's like, fuck you, newspaper. Yeah, he could work for out. three weeks and make triple the amount of money he was making. And he ended up keeping, he kept working for the paper, and then he, this was like a side business. So he was making way more money on his side business than he was right. in the, oh the original girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then that took off. Yeah. And we don't know if this is the first person to do that. Like take pictures and sell them. Like mm-hmm. it, it like colloquially is the first, but like who knows really. Yeah. But this is, he actually like was so successful that a big like news article was written about it in the Seattle paper like the next year after he made $10,000. Mm-hmm. So like he's known as the first one to like bring it to the mainstream like taking pictures and selling them so and think about it, like these pictures were like the like similar to polaroids it's not like they were amazing pictures right and they were like it probably took so long for them to get like developed yeah and, like that's crazy so let's talk about how to become a mall santa so there is something called santa school and oh. the oldest running the longest running santa school has been running for like 80 years it was established in 1937. Holy fuck. In Albion, New York, by a man named Charles H. Howard, Howard after he became a mall Santa and started noticing that his peers did not live up to his Santa standards. So some of them had, like, frayed suits. Like, they, like, weren't taking care of their suits properly. Oh, my God. They had cheap beards. They weren't as nice as he thought that they should be. <laughs> like, he was like, no, there's got to be, like, standards here because, the, like, it's this is about the kids, you yeah. know? Like, the integrity of Santa should not be lost yeah. because you're, like, a shitty Santa Claus. Okay? Yeah. Basically is what he said. Right. So he started the school. The first year, there was only three people. It was, like, his neighbor, a welder, and, like, a trash worker or something. Yeah. Like, just three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> he was teaching how to be Santa. And um, Howard was actually the Santa Claus at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from 1948 to 1965. Oh, we got a callback. Yeah, a callback to last, up, uh, no. like, two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, go listen to that episode. We talk about it. But so he like knew what he was doing. He was a fucking good Santa, basically. <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, so in 1968, the school was taken taken over by Nate Dewin, and he moved it to Bay City, Michigan. Um, and it's been passed over once more, but it's still in Michigan to this day. Like they just moved it to a new city in Michigan. Yeah. So every year it takes like 200 students. Okay. And there's a wait list every year to get into this one. Oh there's other God. schools out there, but this yeah. is like the longest running one. Tuition is $580 for a four-day seminar, 
Um, and there's like a bunch of classes. So this is one of the graduating classes of people. Oh my god, you guys, go yeah. to the show notes. It's so I just wait. <laughs> this is the cutest thing I'm I've ever cry. seen. No, just wait. <laughs> so um it's a four-day seminar, and there's a bunch of classes. So there's, like, a class on how to, like, groom yourself like Santa and how to dye your beard. Because, like, not all these guys even No, there's look. no weight requirement, yeah. and there's no, like, facial hair Like, this guy, this guy in the far um, yeah. right corner looks like he's probably in his, like, late 40s. Like, yeah, early 50s. And he might just be, like, a trainer, but, yeah, there's no, like, this guy down here doesn't have a beard at all. Like... There's no facial hair requirements. There's no height requirement. There's yeah. no weight requirement. Like, yeah, okay. Basically, I think they, they're, like, through these grooming classes, they're, like, anyone could look like Santa. Like, this yeah. is how you look like Santa. Oh, my God. My, we know someone that is an actor and, like, fairly large. You Remember when he was on the TV at... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, he does, like, um, TV acting as well as, um, as, uh... Like, whatever. But he did this um, Santa makeup tutorial. I should post it. I'm going to post it. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, And so they're basically saying, like, it's not about what you look like. It's about who you are and, like, the if you have the values that Santa would have. Uh. So, like, they say there's, like, the three J's, like, jolly, jiggly, and something. Oh, my God. Um, So they have classes on how to groom yourself like Santa, child psychology classes so you learn how to, like, interact with kids and, like, how kids think and so you can come up with responses that they would like. Um, They even have a sign language class. So if you have a deaf kid, you can still ask them what you want for Christmas. Oh, my God. And, like, communicate with them. I'm going to barf. Yeah, but they also have, like, marketing classes and, like, business classes that you take. So you learn how to, like, how much money you should negotiate for and, like, what contract you should sign. Like, it's really fucking cool. And they take field trips to the store to see all the cool toys. So they, like, know all the toys for the year. Like, it's really cool. So mall Santas can make around a hundred to three hundred dollars an hour oh like so much money oh my god dad you have to do this and being santa usually ends up netting someone between 10 to thirty thousand dollars for just a single month's work dad if you work 10, i'll be santa basically if you work 10 shifts yeah that's 10 no that's 1k wait wait wait, wait. how much is how long is 10 a times 100 what is 10 times 100 a thousand, right? Yeah. Or is it ten thousand? No, ten times a It is a thousand. So you'd have to work like a hundred shifts, I think, right? I don't know, dude. Is a hundred times a hundred ten thousand? This episode is truly math. This episode is truly like Sydney's a dumb bitch alert. <laughs> like that's what this should be called, dumb bitch alert. Okay. Okay. Whatever. They can make a lot of fucking. You money. make a lot of money, yeah. like working three weeks out of the year. Like, yeah, that's a fuck ton. Thirty. Like I could live on that. Like yeah. And Dad. even they started doing like Mrs. Claus school too. And if you're a couple, you can go and do like Mr. and Mrs. Mom. Claus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so cute. So all in all, the biggest qualification it takes to become a mall Santa is to have a love for Christmas and bringing joy to children. Like that's like their values. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So I have a little bit on. I okay. I didn't even tell Emily I was doing this, but. I started an episode, like, a couple months ago, like, researching, and I had, there wasn't enough research for it. Yeah. And so I have a little bit of research here about malls. Okay. So I think I'm going to go into that for just a minute. Okay. Because mall Santas obviously are at the mall. Yeah. And that's, bi- like, the basically the biggest draw to coming to the mall now is for people that, like, that's yeah. the busiest time oh my of God. year is yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um, and so I started an episode on dead malls. Yeah. And, like, 
why the mall industry is dying, but like it just wasn't that interesting. So I think I'm just gonna throw in my research here if that's okay with you. So I don't have any pictures for this either. Like I just have it on the same document. So a dead mall is a shopping mall with high vacancy rates or low consumer traffic levels, and that is deteriorating in some manner. Okay. They're also known as ghost malls, zombie malls, or abandoned malls. And they're like my home mall is a little zombie molly. I think there's a mall here that's a little zombie ish. Which one? East. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got. Uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna bleep that. You don't have to bleep that. We, there's so many malls called that. Oh okay. I mean, I don't really know. Uh, yeah, maybe it. I'll bleep. <laughs> um. So basically, a dead mall. A, a mall is considered officially dead if there's no surviving anchor store. So there's no like Macy's or J.C. Penney or you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. An anchor store is a store at either end of the mall that like yeah. anchors it. We I know ours is a Kohl's. Right. Ours. Um, I think it's a, it, it's a Macy's. Yeah. In your hometown? In my hometown. Okay. So if there's no surviving of those, it's considered dead, which is kind of scary. Yeah. So in 2017, a report by Credit Suisse, I don't fucking know why, Swiss? I don't know what that says, stated that one fourth of US malls are expected to close by 2022. Holy fuck. Yeah. So that's with, a lot. Yeah. A quarter of them. Where are mall Santa's going to go? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm bringing up. Like, what? Oh, they'll just go to, like, a like, Target. Like a, yeah. yeah. Or, like, they'll just do it in, like, town squares and shit. Yeah. Um, so, the death of malls in America is not new. And it has it actually started during the Great Recession. So, like, around mm-hmm. 2008. Um, so, in 2007 was the first year in over 50 years that there was not a new mall built in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. But I think there's been malls built since then. But I don't think so, actually. Like, an official big mall. Yeah. Like, how they used to build them. Like, that just doesn't exist. Yeah. And why don't they exist? Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of demographic. This is the biggest reason that people list, which feels a little racist to me. Okay. What oh, I'm about God. to say is a little racist. So, um, there is usually, there's been, like, a, um interesting phenomenon where uh, on areas with a lot of big malls have gone through, like, significant socioeconomic decline. Okay. Yeah. Um which I put in quotes, it just feels to me that lower income yeah. people have moved into those areas. And I don't know. Right. It's like weird. But I'm like, yeah, no, the, you're drawing co- a comparison. Yeah. I, I think people saying. are sa- making comparisons where they're saying socioeconomic decline, but it just feels very like classist. Yes. To me. Yeah. It does. Um, and a lot of people mentioned like raising crime rates as reason why mall were closing. Like they're yeah. in bad areas. Quote, quote, quote. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which there's a big mall, like the big mall where I'm from. They have like a, they have like a lot of, a lot of people say that about that mall is that yeah. it's like in a bad neighborhood now. Aka, yeah. it's in a black neighborhood. Yeah, which is yeah, racist. which yeah, which is racist. And they have like all these rules. Like okay, like there's a mall in like a big city, and then a little bit in the suburb, there's another big mall. And at the mall in the suburb, there's like no age restrictions. There's no curfew. Like. Right. Nothing, and then yeah. you drive 15 minutes, like, into the inner city, and there's a mall where there's, like, yeah, you can't be alone unless you're over the age of 18. Like, they will, like, stop and ID you. Yeah. Like, the mall, like, there people under the age of 16 can't be there after 10 o'clock. Like, all of these weird yeah, restrictions. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. We, though, you can see that in our malls. Yeah. That's here as well. Yeah. In the city that we live in currently. Yeah. Which is nowhere near my hometown. Yeah. So. There's also <laughs> one. I don't know, because it kind of <laughs> is, but not by where the malls are. Like, it's a completely different area is what I'm like, saying. Like, even if you go to, like, Chicago or you go to, like... Right. If you... Right. If you no, go to... 
I'm saying like there's there's like the out because. What, the farther you get outside of Chicago, you have really big, nice malls. Right. And then... The minute you go in... Because they're not pouring money into those areas and... Right. Ex- yeah. Okay, that's exactly and, what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, basically, a lot of um, newer department stores, the new way to build a mall, basically, are these, like, open-air... Yeah. Luxury outdoor malls. Yeah. Um, with, like, apartment buildings and shopping centers yeah. and, like, Rodeo drive Rodeo drive yeah. So it's not a mall anymore. It's just, like, a strip of stores that are open air yeah. and it's, like, a nice... It's like a shopping center. But it's for, like, it's in areas where, like, white people live. Like, rich people. Right. That's where they're pouring money. And that's where the racism, I think, comes in a little bit because yeah. that is why they're saying, like, malls are bad. But yeah. Like it has this bad connotation. Because, because of the clientele that are there. Yeah. Right. Don't like that. So, like I said, these are usually luxury-based stores, nice restaurants, and, like, nice apartment buildings. Yeah. Are these malls. Um, Also, newer department chains, so, like, these anchor stores would have taken over these anchor stores are, like, Target and Walmart. They prefer standalone locations anyway. Yeah. So, it's pulling people away from even going to the mall. Because the reason so many people went to the mall was for the anchor stores. That would get right. people in the door, and then they would go to the rest of the stores in the right. mall. Um... Also, many areas are over-retailed, so, like, there's yeah. way more shopping around a mall now than there used to be. Like, the mall used to be the place to go where you did all of your shopping, and now it's just more dispersed. Yeah. Um, also, and people are making not enough money to get by right. to go to use all those stores in a mall. So right. then you have those tiny stores dying in the middle of the mall. Right, those weird, like, kiosks yeah. and shit. Um, but I love the mall. That's why I, I want know. to do this episode. I gives love a good, the mall. It gives a good vibe sometimes. We grew up in the mall era. Yeah, we like, did. In the tail end of the mall era. Like, it was a big deal when I got to go to the mall alone with my friends. Yeah. I loved it. I fucking, I will go to the mall any day. Me week. too. I love the mall. I love William and Sonoma. <laughs> I love, like, there's, like, so many things I love about the mall. Yeah, okay. Ugh, anyway. Um, so there are a few markers of success for a mall, and this is, like, sub, like, the Midwest, basically. Um, areas with a lot of harsh or inclement weather usually have more malls that are more successful because all your shopping is in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, areas with a large <laughs> population of senior citizens Aww. are mall walkers, Aww. which I had a friend in college, my friend Megan, um, her grandpa was a mall walker, and then the mall next to them closed, and so we had to start walking at Home Depot, which is so cute. Oh. I know. <laughs> um, and areas with lower rent. So, like I said, more people go to malls who live in low-income areas. So... That's the start of that. I just want to throw that in there because I did the research. Oh and God, I, I love it. that. Yeah. Mall okay. Santas. Well, my computer's dying. And we got to, and honestly, I got to go eat some food. Yeah. So we're going to go, but we love you guys and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Go follow us on all the um, things at Wanna Match Podcast. And give us a like on all social medias and rate us five and stars. Follow! Woo. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.